What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Okay, you know, like at camps and stuff like this, you take the ball out. You ain't getting the ball back. <laughs> like, you the last one up the court. They already did their thing. So I stopped there, and I just got into a rhythm and started hooping. The Lakers should sign Trey Young this summer. They got to kind of start preparing for, like, if LeBron's last year is this year or next year, whenever it is. And I feel like a uh, pick and roll with AD and a guy like Trey Young would be deadly. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare welcome to all the smoke a production of the black effect and our heart radio in partnership with Showtime. Welcome back, man. Season two of All the Smoke. We got a real special guest. What's up with your Brody? With the virtual handshake. I'm gonna tell y'all something that I never told nobody. I want All the Smoke. Welcome back to a special edition of All the Smoke All-Star with the All-Star game right around the corner. We want to take a second to kind of reflect on our experience last year, Jack's experience in the rookie game, this coming All-Star uh, selections, and memorable moments through All-Star Games in the past. Jack, let's start with your rookie game experience. Uh, You know, it's no secret your journey was a wild one to get to where you're at, and you finally land on your feet, and you make the rookie team your first year. What was that experience like, and tell us a little bit about the journey and what you learned. It was a bittersweet experience for me, Matt, because, you know, the journey I've been through with getting cut by by at least 16 NBA teams before I got into the NBA, breaking both of my feet, before I get to the NBA, all these things, and to finally make it where I start my first rookie game, I make it to the rookie All-Star game, and the experience was unbelievable because it was the All-Star game, and it may be one of the top five All-Star games because I got a chance to see Steph and AI really take over an All-Star game and bring bring their team back in D.C. and uh, to to beat the Western Conference. That was one of the best All-Star games uh, that I've ever seen. So to be able to play in that game with guys like Baron Davis, Steve Francis, Darius Miles, Quinn Richardson, and, and and then again, Matt, my team was the only team in the NBA that was starting two rookies at the time. And I was leading all rookies in scoring going into the All-Star, into All-Star weekend. So it was a great experience. I never thought I'd be there. But coming back after All-Star, I, I didn't start no more, didn't play again the rest of the season. So I, I don't know if, it made it, if made it, making the All-Star team was a bad thing for me, you know, because it made my value go up. But uh, it was a great experience, and I'm glad to say I experienced it one time. Now, that's dope. I mean, those rookie sophomore games are always so exciting because you get to see, the, the, you know, obviously the stars of, uh, of tomorrow. We had an opportunity to do our first All-Star game as the All the Smoke fucking dynamic duo we've become mm-hmm, <laughs> and i right. think the one thing that tripped me out was all the love we got you know there i mean we were down there with braun and Kawhi and all these dudes and all i kept hearing was people yell all the smoke and that shit kind of tripped me out because it was dope to see that we we're resonating post-career you know we were trying to move head down keep it moving saying what's up to people mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. To me, it was crazy. All the fans that were screaming for us. I thought that was pretty dope. You hit it on the nose, bro. Like When we walked in, you know, we were just trying to really just get in where we fit in, you know, show out, make our presence felt. But I didn't expect the reception we got, bro. Like you said, as soon as we walked in, all the smoke, they calling our names. My name was called more at the All-Star Weekend mm-hmm. for the show than ever for basketball. <laughs> so it, it, it was an amazing <laughs> experience, dog. That's basically what I'm saying. Yeah, it was an amazing experience, and, and, and to see so many of our fans, of course, they're basketball fans, but to see them uh, appreciate the show that we that, that we brought to them, man, it meant a lot to us. 
Absolutely. And then it's also where we started something that hopefully once this pandemic comes de- uh, finishes up or, or subsides or we get back to some sort of normalcy, starting live shows. We had the opportunity to interview Kevin Garnett, All-Star Weekend, and that was my first time getting a chance to really be around him and his energy off the court. And mm-hmm. the shit was electric, bro. From the time we were in the green room talking, talking shit, him telling stories, to the time we got on stage and he went to two or three towels sweating out like the great the, the great uh john thompson rest in peace it was just a rest great experience peace. you know to hear you know his mj stories to hear how he wanted to play with Kobe, and Kobe didn't call him back and i really think it opened the door to show that you know we don't have to do these just these isolated interviews from home or even in the studio hopefully like i said when the world comes back to some sort of normalcy we can get out and put all the smoke on the road and give the fans what they really want well i think that was the the same experience for both of us. I played against KG a lot, you know, and I knew what he was as a player, but that was my first time too, Matt, being around him and feeling that energy off the court. To him forcing me to take a shot that I didn't want to take. Uh, Man, to, right to, from the jump, to, the big ass shot too. That shot was like Right, that right from the jump, bro. You know what I mean? But he's somebody that we looked up to. He's somebody that I admired, you know what I mean? And, um, to be able to hear, he's probably the best storyteller I've ever, I've ever Man, heard a story from. Loved it. You, I, lo- I, I love KG, man. I can't, I can't wait to, to, for us to do more things in the future with him and hopefully interview him again. Yeah, definitely shout out KG. He's actually, he's got a new show coming. I don't know if it has a title yet, but he's redesigning Man Cave. So he came over to the boys' game room and, 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 and met the twins, and he's going to redesign their game room. So they've been gassed ever since. So I'm excited. Definitely shout out to the homie KG. Great interview, great opportunity, and hopefully it'll open doors back to some live shows once we can. Well, Jack, let's take a look at the starters um, for both sides. Uh, Let's start with Steph Curry from Golden State Warriors making his seventh All-Star selection. Luka Doncic, a controversial selection, although he's great. A lot of people, including Luka, felt Dame should be the starting two guard. But nevertheless, uh, Luka gets his second All-Star nod. King James, number 17 for him. Uh, Just, man, salute. Not enough things could be said about his greatness. This motherfucker's been in his prime since he started, and no one ever has been in the prime that long. Uh, Next up, uh, Jokic makes his third all-star selection from Denver. Uh, One of the best bigs in the game, if not the best big in the game. And to round out the starting five, Kawhi Leonard making his fifth all-star selection. Jack, before we jump to the Eastern Conference, anything about the Western Conference that stands out? Uh, You want to touch on that Dame situation or anything else? I mean, I mean, this is the usual, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I tell you, the, the league do Dame like they did AI. You know, they, 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 they didn't want him to just to be that guy in that face because he don't fit their, their narrative. But Dame deserves to be in the starting lineup. Everybody that loves basketball, everybody that watches basketball, everybody that counts stats, everybody that cheers for their team, everybody that even seen a basketball bounce. No Dame Little deserves to be a starter on that team. And um, that's just, it, it just, it's just that simple. But you can't go against anybody in that starting five. All those guys belong in the All-Star game. All right. those guys can, can be a starter on, this, on the Western Conference All-Star team any year. So you can't really knock those guys, but you always yeah. got to throw your hat in there for Dame because if, if anybody deserves it, he does. Yeah, I mean, we're definitely here to support Dame, but that definitely doesn't lessen Luka's greatness and what he's been able to accomplish. And, and his spot on this team is definitely deserving as well. But, you know, like I said, I think, you know, Dame should have got that nod. But, hey, that's how the shit goes. But he should definitely be voted in um, as a reserve. Um, let's look, take a look at the Eastern Conference, starting with Giannis, fifth all-star selection in Milwaukee. Uh, Bradley Beal uh, leading the league in scoring. You know, the team is starting to show a little bit of life, but happy for him. He's really starting to be recognized as, as a great player. Easy money. Kevin Durant coming back off an Achilles uh, is in the MVP category. This is his 11th All-Star game, which is a t- tremendous show of love for him because, like I said, he's come back from an Achilles like he never had an Achilles. And, and if you think about it, back in the day, Achilles was a career ender. So, you know, really happy for our brother Kevin Durant. He was able to, no pun intended, land on his feet and really pick up where he left off. Joel Embiid, his fourth All-Star selection, is someone I'm really excited for. Doc's got this guy playing great. You know, when his 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 only people that only person that could stop him in this game is himself. And right. I think he's finally out of his head. Doc hasn't believing in himself. And this man is incredible. Night in, night out. He's been there for his team, and, and I love to see it. And to round out, your brother, uh, 
Kyrie Irving with his seventh all-star selection. I saw someone ask a question the other day. Is Kyrie the most skilled player in the history of the NBA? And I really had to stop and think for a second. They're not saying he's the best, but is he the most <laughs> skilled player? Is he the most skilled player? And I would, ha- I, I mean, I would argue for that he is. Yeah. One of, if not the uh, most skilled player, definitely one of the top two, three, four, maybe at to, to ever do this from the, his ability to dribble the ball, pass the ball, score the ball underneath the rim. He got up and dunked the way he hits clutch shots. There's not a hole in his offensive game and his skill set is, is, is something that definitely needs to be praised. Yeah, his uh, his godfather Rod Strickland was one of the best finishers mm. ever in the NBA, mm. and and, and he the ones and and that, that came from him. He said that Kyrie is the best finisher the NBA, or the or the, the most skilled player the NBA has ever seen. And when you talk about skilled players, you you got to talk about Kyrie. But we're not going to even get into that. But he is definitely the probably the most skilled in the game today. Yes. Uh, but we talking about the East. We talking about the East yeah. All the East All Stars. I got a problem, Matt. I got a problem with that five. Tell me where it's at. I really think that. The way that he's came to this new team, the way he's picked up on the role, embraced his role, and still is the, a dominant player in the game, and still is one of the best scorers in the game. James Harden is a starter regardless what conference he's in. I think Giannis should be knocked off his high horse. I really think they've been they've been giving him all these accolades. Yeah, he's a top ten player, but today. Brooklyn should have three starters in the All-Star game. And Gian- and James Harden should be a starter in this game. No question in my mind, he should be a starter. Regardless of what conference he's in, James Harden is a starter. I'm not even mad at that, and, and I agree with you. You know what was funny was, <laughs> I think it was Isaiah, one of the twins, said, man, James Harden went to Brooklyn, took the fat suit off, and he's been killing. <laughs> <laughs> It was crazy, though, but, but there's oh, no man. question, man. You know, we had a chance to talk about him on what's burning, but, you know, the way he's kind of come into a team with two superstars, him being the third one coming late, but him doing the most adjusting and, and being able to fill every void they need uh, from, you know, from the decision maker to the distributor to the big shot maker. And like you even said earlier, stepping it up on defense because defense is nothing but energy. So right. I definitely think James Harden as a starter should be in the Eastern Conference, but hey, you know, he came over late. They're going to make a bunch of excuses, but he'll definitely be named to the team. Next up, we're going to take a trip down memory lane and talk about some of the most special moments in All-Star Week in history. Some of the stuff we grew up watching as children, some of the stuff we got to be a part of as adults. Um, Let's start with MJ and Dominique's dunk contest in 1988. It's Mm -hmm. unfortunate because I think Dominique Wilkins' greatness as a dunker and as a player was overshadowed by MJ in the dunk contest and with MJ's career. But Dominique was a motherfucking monster, obviously player, but his dunk, the the veracity he used to dunk with is scary. This dude was doing slam dunk contest dunks in games. Sum it up, the human highlight film. That was his nickname. Mm -hmm. He was a monster. (laughs) Next up, uh, Larry Bird three-point moment where he put his hand up because he knew he had won it or he knew it was going in before it went in a legendary three-point shoot I would love to see a Larry Bird shoot out with like I would love to see like a Larry Steph Reggie Clay who would you put the fifth shooter in there I would say uh, Ray Allen, but you're not a fan of him I like Ray Allen but you might no, not want to no, put Ray Allen no, in there no no I wouldn't you know who I put in there who would you put you in got there Reggie, you got Reggie you got Clay who else you got? Yeah. Steph Reggie and Larry. Uh, Larry. Um, I think I would go Dale Curry. Ooh, a Dale Curry. Ooh, put Pops in there, huh? Yeah. I like that. I think that would be a legendary shootout. Obviously, a great shootout. Larry, one of the best to ever do it. Next up, D. Brown. When he brought imagination, style, antics to the dunk contest. Before he even did that, Jack, remember he pumped up his motherfucking Reeboks and, and, and had everyone going crazy. Yeah, he pumped yeah. his Reeboks up first. And then he went and did the little uh, hand over the face dunk and kind of set the, to me, that might have started the, like kind of the showmanship of the dunk contest with antics, although it's got it's gone to a whole nother level today. That was very creative because yeah, I think that was back in 1991. I think I was just turned down. I was, I was just about to turn 11. And D. Brown was before his time. He was the first person to dab in the air, man. He jumped in the air and dabbed like the Migos. He, and real. dunked it. 
He was the first person to do that. He was before his time. Dabbed almost 20 years before the dab. <laughs> One thing I re- uh, remember vividly because this guy was my favorite player was Magic Johnson's return to the All-Star game um, in 92. Um, mm-hmm. You know, after having to retire early from HIV, I think the game was in Orlando. He came in. Got uh, one MVP of the All-Star game. And to me, I remember that moment clear as day. I think I was in sixth grade, but I was just so happy to see Magic uh, back out there playing again. Um, I thought that was great for the game. Man, it felt good for every kid that grew up watching basketball our age that looked up to Magic that knows what he means to the game of basketball. To see him back out there, to see that smile, to see him and Isaiah uh, greet each other how they normally do, it meant everything. It was, it was one of the best moments of All-Star weekend. Next up. Uh, Kobe's first All-Star game, youngest All-Star in the history, if I'm not mistaken, against MJ on the biggest stage in the world, Madison Square Garden, 1998. Anything you remember about that game? I just knew that Kobe was going to shadow MJ and just try to go at him. I I didn't know what to expect, but I knew Kobe was going to take it real serious. And just to see MJ and his clone mm-hmm. on the court looking so similar, how, how, just a splitting image of Jordan on the court, man. It was good to see. But me right. knowing Kobe, it was I seen the the joy on Kobe's face, and uh, it was it was it was refreshing to see. Well, I thought what was dope was we got a behind the scenes. I don't know if it was from uh, MJ's doc this past year that happened, but they knew Kobe was coming. They knew Kobe wasn't going to play like this mm-hmm. is a traditional all-star game. They said they knew the young boy was coming. He was going to take it hard, play hard the whole time, and that's exactly what he did. And that's why I love Kobe because I even tell you another story. I remember he treated every basketball situation like it was a real game, whether it was an all-star game or not. But I remember he invited me up to his camp in Santa Barbara. He used to hold the camp when uh, Mike stopped doing his camp. Kobe was doing his camp um, up in Santa Barbara. And I remember I was just coming off a knee surgery that season. I came back at the end of the playoffs. We got swept by Dallas, but my knee was still a little fucked up. So I'm thinking I'm just going up there to talk and hang out. We're out there playing, I think, two-on-two with, like, some teenage kids. And, bro, when I tell you Kobe was playing harder than shit, blocking shots, (laughs) dunking, made one kid fall, and I'm like, I'm like, damn, Kobe, these are fucking kids. He's like, so? <laughs> like, shit. So it, it, doesn't, it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me that, you know what I'm saying, he took that 98 All-Star game, his first game, like I'm it was game seven of the though. finals. That's what, you know, obviously we know and love about Kobe. Rest in peace to our brother. But he didn't give a shit who was in front of him. If a basketball was throwing up, it was going down. Next up, Vince Carter in the 2000 Slam Dunk Contest. Um, to me, changed dunking. Forever. Um, you know, with all due respect to everyone that came in the past, you think about the dunks back in the day when MJ and them were doing it. Those are such basic dunks now, but still hard, but basic dunks. Mm-hmm. And Vince did something which most people can't, which is think outside of the box and be super creative. And some of the dunks he came with in that 2000 All-Star game were incredible. With a loaded field, you got to think they had a young T-Mac. They had Jason Richardson, Steve Francis. A mm-hmm. lot of boys that were out there jumping, but Vince was obviously the most memorable dunk contest possibly in the history of of all-star games i couldn't do the dunks that jordan and them was doing back in the day let alone do the shit vince was doing vince really set the standard for what a dunk contest is supposed to be like the dunks he was doing the way he did them the way he 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 took over the crowd uh the high how high he jumped he just everything that you needed to win a dunk contest and to be probably the best contestant ever Vince did it you know what I'm saying he had the class he had the charisma he had the showmanship he had everything bro he set the standard for what a dunk contest should be uh last but not least uh MJ's memorable last all-star game fadeaway which should have won them the game there's a bullshit call by the refs surprise surprise and they end up losing but uh Thoughts on MJ's last game. I want to say you guys won a championship that year in San Antonio. So what are your memories of that 2003 uh, MJ All-Star run? Oh, there it is. The big ring. The big boy. Oh, you were ready for this. You must have read the notes before the, beforehand. Yeah, bro. 2003 was special for me, man. Winning the championship was a great year. Uh, seeing MJ, you know, play against our era and still be dominant and make those plays in the All-Star game. I think that that year was one of one of my best years of being in the NBA, a lot of things. I got a chance to see MJ play. You know, we played against him. And uh, like I said, winning the championship, seeing him in the All-Star game. A lot, uh, David Robinson's last year, you know, getting him a championship on his way out. Um, so a lot of things about that year were special, man. But definitely seeing MJ do his thing in the All-Star game before he went out was special. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The one million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that look back um, on All-Star Weekend from the past to the present. And take a look now at some of the better moments of all the smoke and All-Star memories from our guests. Yeah, GP was kind of my example of what I wanted to, but... I give Gary shout to GP man. Yeah, GP. We was in uh, the, the, the everybody's talking about the 20th anniversary of Vince uh, winning the dunk contest in mm-hmm. Oakland, right? What y'all don't know is that Kobe Bryant, rest in peace to my dog. Mm-hmm. He took another level of being a defensive standpoint because Gary Payton, after practice, after after practice, All Star practice, pulled us to the side because Kobe asked him something. He pulled both of us to the side. He said, "Let me tell y'all something. Look, when you're playing defense, and then he went through a 30-minute joint mm, with both of tutorial. us with defense." And keeping us between the legs and reaching and how to reach and when you reach up and just little tricks of the trade that next time I saw Kobe after the break, he was using it. Mm-hmm. Came first team that year. Mm-hmm. First time I seen him, I said, you used that shit GP show. He said, you saw it, you saw it. I got his ass, you saw it. Yeah, yeah, I saw it. Bitch ass nigga. Yeah, I saw that shit. I saw I caught that shit. You didn't think I saw that. But, but I knew that only the three of us was part of that. So I was like, you did the rip, you got the rip. Yeah, you saw that shit. I thought he was going to call a fire. He didn't call that shit. Wow, because GP taught us when you rip somebody to go through their chest versus using your hand. You see this, right? He told us to take a step and come through your chest and come and then round out. There's no way you can protect the ball. You can't cross it back. Come once you get middle. in there, once I'm in your cab, you can't cross it yeah, up. You would yeah. have to turn your back. Oh, man, I saw Kobe take that first night. After the break, I saw it. 
you know, we wasn't no texting none of that back then, but when I first saw him, I shot there. It was stated right here when I saw him. He knew exactly what I was talking about. Students of the game. Shout out to GP for that, yo. No doubt. Seeing that we're here at All-Star, what is, what is your favorite All-Star moment? Favorite All-Star moment? Uh, Vince. Sitting Ooh. on the floor, believe it or not, I got that footage too, y'all. No, nope, they just showed it last nope. night. Oh, you had it no, on the camera. I got, I got that. Right. Yeah, no, no. Can't nope. see it. Come see me. <laughs> Motherfuckers think y'all getting this shit for free. Y'all kiss my ass. <laughs> right, Garnet Inc. Holla. Right, but I got that. That was probably one of my favorite because all my friends is probably two couple rows, and we got to see that. And it was the first time the world got to really see Vince. Like we knew Vince in high school, grew up, yada yada. And for him to like put that on display like oh, that and sick, just man. give us an unbelievable. A lot of people don't know um, uh, Tracy and uh, Steve that, too. Yeah. Stacy and that Steve was, was in that too. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That was one of the better before um, mm -hmm. Zach and uh, mm -hmm. Gordon. Uh, that that was probably oh, yeah, my yeah. favorite. That was mm -hmm. probably my favorite uh, dunk contest of time. But out of all the stuff, man, I've I've always been able to uh, pull something out of each All Star game. Um, one of my favorites was coming out. I was getting ready to. Um, I was leaving the All-Star game and I had a bag of stuff and I was coming out and Craig Sager needed an interview for his Ooh, closeout. I remember that. I remember and I that. didn't want to do it and I was trying to, you know, we in here back, look like, you know, like, you know how you play shadow and you're trying to get by somebody. I'm like, Craig, what you doing? I got to catch my plane, get the fuck out of here, yada, yada. So I, my assistant, my, shout to Bill, I call him Shitty. I threw Shitty the bag and said, yo, Shitty, take this to the plane. And, and I'm trying to get out. He's like, yo, just give me two seconds. I need an hour. I said, get the fuck out of my way. And I kind of pushed him, you know, I kind of gave him some whatever, and he was like, man, and I saw how he lost it. Come on, man, fuck it, come on. And he, and, and I was like, I'm just gonna say whatever I want to say. He said, okay, just give me this, I just need 30 seconds to get out of here. Okay, 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 and go. And then I saw what he had on, I looked, and I said, oh, hold on, hold on, fuck that, hold on, hold on. Right, so look, you know, I never try to go at you, right? Like, what the fuck, like, really, what the fuck is this, dog? Like, really, you came to the game like this, dog? And he was trying to get an interview, and I was like, nah, fuck all that, low, no, burn all this shit. Yeah. Everything, the green thong to all this, and he, yeah. all of it, yo, and, and kind of gave him a little sound bite and said what up to everybody and then got out of there and I turned around and I was like gave him a shot he said thanks the but great, yeah the something great, like great. that great. 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 Shout, shout to Craig yo two thousand to me arguably uh arguably you changed the dunk contest forever now we can talk about Mike's dunk from the free throw line and all the dunks in the history but you came in and did some shit we had never seen. I remember I'm in fucking study hall at UCLA, and the dunk contest is coming on, so somehow I got the uh, fucking lady to bring a TV in study hall, and we watched you in Oracle Arena change the dunk contest forever. How did you, I mean, you did dunks we never seen. Did you prep? Right. How did you know what you were going to do? Talk to us so, about that. So leading up to it, first of all, uh, first of all, it took the act of Congress to get T-Mac to do it because he didn't want to do it. People don't know that. Like, he put on a hell of a show himself, and he did not want to do it. Who else yeah, was in that dunk I, contest? People, that was a good dunk contest. Okay. Who was in uh, Ricky Davis, Steve yeah, Francis. Yeah, Ricky uh, Stackhouse. Oh. Uh, I'm forgetting. That's that's all the ones I could think of right now. That's, but that was, it was crazy. on his level. Oh, and, and, and T-Mac. And T-Mac, and him. So, yeah, that yeah. was six, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, it was crazy, but I was just like, bro, we could go out here and put Toronto on the map, and, you know, we could show what we could do. Cause Like, we fooled around. Like, we were fooling around with different stuff. I remember in San Antonio at, at a practice one day, was, we were just going crazy, throwing the ball all over the gym off one bounce and just doing crazy stuff, just prepping, trying to figure stuff out. So we had an awful trip there. Our car didn't pick us up on time, so we missed our practice leading up to the contest. So we never got to practice. Our practice was the layup line or whatever, the warm-up line, right before this contest started. So we never got to practice. And my routine that I was going to do, I saw all these people, man, and sitting around. You see all the stars and everything. And I was all like, of this, them were this, out. Bro, I was like, this, this routine is not good enough. So <laughs> I, I scrapped all of that in the layup line. It, it took, I was so hyped. It took me everything not to do my dunk routine in the layup line. <laughs> like, I was just so hyped, bro. Like, I've been looking for it, want to get out kid, there and just fly. Just fly. That's it. Yeah, I'm ready to show everybody what I could do. Like, Hell and, and yeah. I've taken, for all my high school and, and middle school, I, I didn't care about watching Sunday, or all -Star, uh, the, the All-Star game. I just wanted to tape and watch the dunk, the dunk contest, contest on, on Saturday. And I'm like, bro, I'm finally here. I ain't about to blow this, but I'm about to go ham. So when I got out there, I saw all these people, man, and... My my energy uh, and, and my my drilling was on ten thousand, bro. So 
uh, I, I scrapped it. And, and so I was just trying to figure out what to do. So that first dunk, the reverse 360, I had oh, tried before. Oh, my so, God. I, so I tried that dunk and barely made it Ooh. when I was practicing. So I had, originally, I had scrapped that already. But when I got out there, I saw all these people and I saw Twan there. I was like, bro, watch this. He's Yo. like, what you about to do? I was like, You Chill. walked into that motherfucker perfect, too. Right. Man. One dribble just walked into that motherfucker. Wow. Hey, but I was just so, I was so hyped. So that's why, so if you notice, remember when I dunked the ball, boom, and it go through. And then I was so hyped. My second bounce, I probably could have did a windmill. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like, I was just so hyped because I I'd never accomplished that dunk like that before. But that was all mm. adrenaline. Mm, that was all a drill. That motherfucker off, bro. Yeah, so that I was just like, so every, every in between every dunk, I was just over just like just trying to figure out what next, what next, what's ne what next. So I did the one step, one eighty windmill. What I wanted to show everybody, like yo, know, obviously you didn't see many people jumping the, the other way. Hell and I had no, taught myself, I've never seen it. Right, so I had taught myself how to jump the uh, the, the do the reverse three sixty, and just practice it, practice it, practice it until I got it. To this day, like if you ask me to do a dunk. I would do a reverse 360 before I do the regular that's, way. Because that's I can't, your go-to. I cannot, I can't go the other way anymore. <laughs> like, I can't, I can't, I can't, this makes no way, sense to me. It's so, it's so crazy. Yeah. You get lost in your old age going get, the other way. I get lost, absolutely. <laughs> but I can't do it. Like, I will, I'll barely make it. So that's why I wanted to show just, obviously, going against the grain, obviously a full extended windmill, blah, 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 whatever. And I didn't know if I was going to get that high, but whatever. So with the 180, Doug, I wanted to show that I could take one step out of the baseline, Soar to the front of the rim while doing the extended windmill, and boom, throw it through. So I didn't get a I didn't get a ten from Kenny Smith, you know, which kind of bothered me. Hater. So yeah, but he's like, oh, you set the bar too high. Well, walking on the give, court, give that's the last then. thing I that's the last thing I said to myself before my first dunk. I said, show up or show out. Got to. And that used to be our terminology in the band before. You know, it, obviously in the South, the band is huge, so. We 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 gonna show up and show out. So I was like, mm -hmm. you know, this is my chance to show the world my imagination and, and what I be thinking about in my head when it comes to dunking. Now you to to talk about that dunk contest and then to think it was twenty years ago. How does that make you feel? That shit was twenty oh, years hell. ago, bro. <laughs> twenty <laughs> yeah. years ago. Exactly, exactly. And and it's, uh, and I still get chills. I still get chills, and I'm still like, man, what was I thinking when 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 I did? I all wasn't this in the stuff? league yet. Nah, that's crazy. Some of his teammates weren't even born that. yet, bro. So, Some yeah, of his teammates so. weren't even born yet. Think about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that shit is insane. So it's just funny to kind of hear and, and see it and to just to think of all what transpired and, and, and think once Kenny gave me that nine, I was like, okay, all right, I got to step this up a little bit, huh? Okay, I got to get a 10. I, I didn't want the competition to be close. I, 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 but I, that's why I wanted T-Mac in there because I knew he would push me uh, to do it because he he had like his dunk his dunks were crazy stupid bounce mm -hmm. and and that's what that's what pushed stupid me to the bounce. next level then seeing what Steve Francis did like we forget about yep. what Steve Francis was doing Missed. out there he killing hey do y'all remember anything that Ricky Davis did then he go then he go between the legs but, he and he did the backwards man. jump crazy backwards but nobody remembers that but that's what I'm yeah, saying seeing yeah. that I was like yeah. okay I got to step it up so the arm and the rim came like this I played in Gary Payton game. And I was in the layup line. I was jumping over the rim. And, and I did it at, uh, in the warm-ups, too. But I was jumping over the rim, and I was just dropping the ball in. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to do that, but I got to add something to it. So I'm going to just try to hang. I had never done that before. <laughs> but I didn't yeah, know how to do it. I didn't know how to buy something noise. Right. right. I didn't know how to do it. Let me just dunk so, my fucking. Let me dunk my fucking arm real quick. Right. So the last thing, the last thing I remember leaving my coach uh, Butch Carter said, "Hey son, don't go out there and break your damn arm and your leg." That's what he said to me. So when I'm that standing stupid, above the rim bro. before I'm about to dunk, I'm like, "Bro, please don't fall off this rim." I was buying time. Like I didn't know what what to do, how to do it. So when I walked it off, bro, I wanted to show. So what I wanted to show you is that how high I could jump. I wanted to show you I could get mm. my arm above the rim. Mm. And then, you know, the rest is history. I wanted to kind of hang mm. up there. And I, I didn't even want you to say, ooh, ah. I want you to be like, what the fuck? What? <laughs> I still said, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, and I want you to realize what happened when you looked at that, that Jumbotron. That was sick. You know what I'm saying? It so, stunned yeah, everyone because so cool. they had never seen it. It, it. it didn't get the initial because people were like, well, what did he just do? And that's what I wanted. That's what yeah, I wanted. That, that shit reminded so, me of, what, what was the movie? Uh, what's the movie with... Uh, 
The Tropic Thunder. Uh, what's the movie called? Semi Pro. Uh, when they semi-pro. when they first when they first threw the alley oop, and motherfuckers right. didn't know how to react. Absolutely. Like that was like absolutely. Was like, what did he just do? That's right. what that shit exactly. was like. Yeah, he's like. That's what he's like. That's a foul. Right. Uh, that's, that's two points. That's two points. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was that. Yeah, there was that kind of awe, though. Like people, are like, did absolutely. he just stick his fucking dunk his arm and hang up yeah, there? That's what I want. So if you notice, when I walk away, I have my eyes closed, just making sure it was quiet in the arena, and I just started laughing. Yeah, because after Cause they see the highlight, they're gonna be like, oh. Damn, so that was that the two. Was sick. That dunk and then and the between the legs dunks are the two I made up that night. That finishing dunk. The last so, dunk was the one, though. Well, when it was over. It, well, so so that's the crazy thing about it. every time you know, every time I look at that dunk, like I look at the first four dunks. Uh, oh no! So yeah, between the legs. So I said it was over because, like, I'm trying dunks for the first time, making up tonight, and and I'm making these on the first try. It's over, bro. Right. It's over. Like that's <laughs> right. it. That's what that's what no that limit. came from. There Dang, ain't no I was limit like, bro, it's over ability. now. Now I'm trying to. Push the envelope a little bit. I saw the in between the legs in a in East Bay magazine, a picture of, mm. for the jump souls. Remember the jump souls? Yep. You know why? Was you know why I was in the East Bay magazine? Because it comes from the East Bay gangster. Yeah, right. So I saw, I saw that. I saw that Ryder. picture. Right. I saw that picture. So I was like, hmm, I'm gonna try that. But they said you had to use a teammate. So I was like, all right, uh, teammate just got to drop, bounce the ball off the bounce. And, yeah. And we never practiced this. So he's like, cuz, what you about to do? I said, just bounce the ball, get the hell out of the way. <laughs> so he bounced it. He, he's like, what? He's, he bounced it the first time, he bounced it too high. Cause I didn't know where to bounce it, how high I need. I said, just bounce it waist height. That seemed logical to me. Waist height, so I can just catch it and then put it between my legs. I said, bounce the ball and walk out the way. And if you look at it, you see him bounce the ball and he looked back like, what is he doing? And, and that's how I came up with it. Never tried mm. it in my life. So I didn't know if I was going to make mm. it or not. And that's where the point mm. came when I did that. Because I'm like, oh, man. That's what, yeah, that's what it was. I was like, bro, the gods is on my side. The dunk gods shit. is with me, bro. It's over. That shit was so, sick. So, I, 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 so, so did, did Usain Bolt steal that from you? I'm just saying. He did it. He did it a I lot did of it years before. That's all I'm saying. I did it in 2000. Fuck <laughs> that! Hey, all right, I'm you just be saying, the judge. He, I, that's his shit. Now I don't know. I, hey, I think Ben did it first. Yeah, that's cool. Ben did it first. <laughs> hey, hey, he can have it because it's over. I take the credit for this over. Yeah, okay, yeah, right. yeah. What's up? I'm John Wall, and I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Six Man of the Year. Elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard. He don't care about guarding. He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. So 2003, you're the leading vote-getter in the league. Uh, MJ's last year, 
you decide to give MJ your starting spot. Talk to us about that. Basically, yeah, I decided, but it was it was it was encouraged by the league that it was a good idea, <laughs> and, you know, by by the powers that be. It was probably a good idea that MJ starts in his last his last All Star game. I ain't no fool, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I ain't no fool. First of all, like we all look up to MJ, Facts. and and he's a hero, and like, bruh, that that's that's a memory that nobody else can can, can talk about. Like, that Jesus. can't be that can't be duplicated, bro. I, right. I got a story. Like I could tell this story forever. Like you'd be like, oh man, nobody else can say that. Like and MJ wouldn't take the spot, bro. Like when they said, oh, it's probably good. Idea, I was like, bro, I would give him. This is MJ last year, bro, and you not yeah. starting, bro. I I, can, I got I got a chance to kind of do this again. You this is your, this is your time, MJ. So yeah. and so I pull him aside, bro. It was all day in the morning practice. Uh, shoot around, whatever you want to call it. I was like, MJ, bro, take it. Nah, nah, nah. You earn this, whatever. All right, cool. I ain't about to argue with you. So we get down there get, right before we run it out. I said, MJ, bro, you take the spot. You're going to start, bro. I said, if you don't take the spot, I'm going to stay in the back and I ain't going to come out. Right. I said, bro, yeah. I'm not getting blackballed from the league because you, you talking about this, you know, you earned it. Yeah, okay, cool. I earned it. We, we know that, but... <laughs> You right. starting. You so go right there. before, right before they called him for the starting lineup, he still wouldn't go. You see, at the last minute is when he took his, his if you see it, the last minute he take his shirt off and he go out there, but he would not go. I was like, bro, please, please just go because I'm going to walk to the back and, and right. I, I, it ain't happening. So he, he takes it and, and it was like, I was like, man, thank God, bro, because. That's I, dope, I, though, because you got to think of you to be there. Check, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's all good. But, like, bro, but I I'm can thinking, sit there and yeah. say, I gave MJ his last right. start. And then yep. what happened? That fadeaway, bro, he hit the and fadeaway. He hit it? Like, right. Yep. Perfect. That's a hell and of a gesture, the, man. Hell and of I a think gesture. the NBA messed up, bro. I think the NBA messed up. They trying to be all technical and stuff. So, MJ, y'all might remember. Yeah, y'all definitely remember. I've been around. MJ hit the fadeaway, and they called a timeout. We're trying to get the game stopped right there. Yeah. We're, the game should have been stopped right there. Over. Forget the... 1.2 seconds or two, however many seconds left. Forget all that. The game over. The greatest of all times just mm-hmm. capped off his most famous Korea, shot right. yeah. ever in the, yeah. in the in the All Star game. It should be over. Mm-hmm. Now another yeah, great mm-hmm. player goes and, and and does what he does. Kobe Bean by Kobe Bean Bryant goes out to hit the the game winner. But it should have yeah. been stopped regardless. Point blank. Like yeah. that's how that's how you do that. And I think they they dropped the ball on that one. My opinion. The two greatest back-to-back shots. Yeah. Yeah. Long time. You spoke on your experience being a rookie with grown-ass men kind of thrown in the (laughs) fire. You got a chance to play with Vince Carter for one year there. Uh, You know, Mm -hmm. I I remember first seeing him there, and he was just – he took the world by storm. Uh, You know, when Vince Sanity, half man, half amazing – you know, kind of hit, hit hit Toronto and put them on the map. How was it your one year playing with VC? It it was tough. <laughs> it was tough, but he did an awesome job. You know, looking back on it, he was only like twenty five years old. You know, and he took me under his wing. He um, you know, he take me out to eat on the road. He even came over, you know, with dinner with me and my parents, you know, he met my parents and stuff. And, um, you know, he, he, he showed me, um, you know, things. He took me under his wing, you know, and uh, I don't I'm not sure if people knew my capability coming into the league. You know, I had supreme confidence in myself, so I knew I could help the team right away. I knew that he wanted to win. Um, and, and so did I. So I want I always wanted to be that rookie that showed up in the game, you know what I mean? Because it was so much pressure and he was so good. I mean, a lot of people don't know how much talent he possessed. Oh, God, <laughs> I, I try know? to tell people, man, one of the most <laughs> physically gifted and skilled people I've ever seen in my whole entire life. Yeah, he was incredible. So just just to be able to see that and just, I mean, just to see the Vince Sanity factor, to be at All-Star with this dude and just watch him just walking people reacting to him and it, it was uh it was amazing you know even you know a couple parties even a couple parties just a couple just a couple we didn't have a game the next day you know what i'm saying but he, he took me he did a great job and just just like really just being around him man he was uh he was awesome 
That's dope. Hey, one thing that I used to love, bro, it, to me, I was just like, yo, this dude is crazy, but I respected it, was when you used to do, like, your pitch to become an NBA All-Star. I mean, all said and done now, you're an 11-time All-Star, but you really used to do your little pitches and act. And where did that shit come from? Because that shit used to have me roll. <laughs> you know what it was, bro? It was not boredom. I don't want to say boredom. Uh, but to be honest, the only reason I had uh, that idea, times weren't like they are now. Um, the voting system uh, for All-Star was just a little different. So if you played, which is still the same now, but if you played in a certain area, you're more likely to get votes, right? Um, and I always, at the time, I thought that Toronto was gonna be able, I thought everybody was giving Toronto a tough time, you know, and then I remember looking, I was trying to be an all-star that year, and I'm looking at the numbers, and I mean, KG and Bron, their, their voting numbers are just, it's another level of superstardom. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And all I only did that just to kind of bring the votes up and make it a little closer, because it was embarrassing being way <laughs> in third. <laughs> way, <laughs> to be honest. Said way in third. Way in third, bro. But like, I always, like, I always mess with the camera. I always did videos and stuff. And, and, you know, just my brother, my friends, we'd always make each other laugh and do, do not crazy, crazy stuff, but, you know, funny shit. And, mm -hmm. you know, really just have a good time, man. And, and really, I mean, another huge influence on me was like, I, me and my dad and my brother, we would watch In Living Color every Sunday night. We watched In Living Color. And we watched the the Star Trek: The Next Generation, and then the old school Star Trek with with uh, William Shatner, you know what I mean, and Richard Nimoy. And we would we would sit there, and and our favorite, of course, uh, was watching in living color and watching those dudes. I mean, that was kind of like the early influence, yeah. And so I always loved that stuff, you know. And that was pretty much just like my imitation of it. <laughs> Nineteen ninety four, slam duck champ, the East mm. Bay Funk is born. Talk to mm, us man. about that. Bro, I've been doing that dunk since like ninth grade. You know what I mean? I was doing that dunk ninth grade, so it was just something from 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 way back for me. Uh everybody was doing Dominique, Jordan's, you know, doing their dunks. So, you know, one day I tried it and got close. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna have that. And then I had it in like a week. So I've been doing, like, people that know me go old school with me, that went to school with me, know I've been doing that dunk since, like, 14, 15. You know what I mean? The mm -hmm. Boys Club dunk contest. Chris Mullen, when he played for the Warriors, judged a dunk contest when I was a youngster at the Boys Club, and I did that dunk. But with that being said, I just kept it going. Brought it to college. You know, I freaked it in college and won the college dunk contest, and they was like, okay, you know what I mean? And then, you know, when I got to the NBA stage, obviously went to a, a, a tremendous level. Man, that's just old school. That's that neighborhood stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you was going, you was going between the legs, and, and you know what I mean? Like you said, in, in in high school and then in the pros, you did it. What do you think about the creativity? So uh, you know, to this point, because all these dunks have been done. You know what I mean? So you got to come with some crazy shit now to make a way. But these kids are coming with that crazy shit and making a way. What are your thoughts on it being a former slam dunk champ? So I won't lie, right? Since '93, right? People have been going between legs, whether it's Kobe, Vince, Brian, you know, well, Brian never been in, but other dudes, you know, was going between the legs. And I was like, man, this is crazy. Jay Rich and, you know, I just, there's others. I was like, are you kidding me right now? I mean, these dudes was doing some crazy stuff, man, and still doing crazy stuff. So to me, the evolution of the dunk, like, so I didn't practice dunks. You know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't, you know, the first dunk contest, the second dunk, I didn't go out there, I didn't have no routine, I didn't know what I was gonna do, I didn't practice no dunks, you know what I mean? And even coming up in high school, you know, everybody had the bouncy ones and we, we dunked out, you know what I mean? Harold, mm, yeah. Harold Minor used to go at it in high school. And um, so we dunked Harold out Minor. and stuff like that. Shout out Harold Minor, we, man, we ain't heard school. that name in a minute. Yeah, we used to go at it in high school. I mean, it was Southern Cal, North Cal, we, we mm -hmm. yeah, we had it rolling. With that being said, we didn't practice. We just went off the cuff. So now, dudes is taking behind the back, taking, you know, practicing, looking at pro dunkers, taking time, getting the timing, getting advice from dudes, you know what I mean? 
and going in the lab and getting major dunks off. You know what I mean? So I just look at it like the evolution is incredible, man. I mean, just to go from a simple baseline uh, between the legs to at the end of my dunk contest. So I used to throw it up too. In my end of my dunk contest, I'm talking to Sean Kemp like, man, I, they they wanted me to do one more dunk. I'm like, man, I'm gonna throw it up, go off vert. And, and throw it between the legs and and, and then Antonio and David like, man, you good, da, da, da. So I was like, all right. So I went and did something else. With that being said, I look at it now like, man, they going behind the back, off the backboard. It's incredible, man. I'm in awe. You know what I mean? When I see these dudes, you know what I mean? With that being said, man, I think Aaron Gordon won, Aaron Gordon won the dunk contest. Uh, man, he's been getting man. robbed two times, possibly. Man, baby boy, too, man. They ain't even stop doing yep. that to that kid. Hey, hey, how you, how, how you feel about that that dunk being named to J.R. Roddy? Like, every time I see somebody do it, I hear somebody talk about it between the legs. They're like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try this J.R. Roddy. Like, the, that, that actual dunk is basically named after you now. Man, Stag, I'm glad you said that, bro, because I was starting to think otherwise because the NBA don't give me no props. And the bottom nah, line they, Man, you know, know the real ones know, man. The real ones know, dog. My goodness, man. Hey, look, the bottom line, they doing it way better than the original now. But they still going with the legs to win the dunk contest in 2020, bro. At the yeah. end of the day. You know what I mean? That yeah. dunk has lasted a long 30 time, years. man. You know what yeah. I mean? And I, and that's me behind it. So with that being said, look, I feel I'm glad you see that. Because when I'm around people, I don't, I don't, I don't hear it that much. I just hear them mm -hmm. say, so I'm around a lot of kids and we getting older. So they might, they might just say the East Bay Funk Dunk and not even know yeah. I'm right there. It's you. You know what I mean? <laughs> story behind you know it, right. <laughs>shout you out and, and everyone involved that was in the process of changing the all-star game that shit was amazing was awesome bro. shit was amazing the competition level the excitement um the, the 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 quality of play like i really want to tip my hat to you bro especially because you brought life back because that 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 game was on life support real talk and and you and whoever helped you come up with the idea um definitely a shout out to you but tell me how that came about because i know you were very mm. integral in that happening that's crazy because I'll be I'll be forgetting about that sometimes. It's it's funny, man, because <laughs> even even the whole thing of doing the draft, how you draft now, right, as far as the all-star game, uh me, Michelle Roberts, and Adam and their team, we actually came up with that idea too. And the reasoning behind that was like I've been blessed to play in all these all-star games, but I felt like I was playing with the same guys year in all and year the time. out. Right. Yeah, so I was and I'm always looking at it from a fan perspective. So the, the funniest thing is that I actually sort of came up with that idea, but I had never made an all-star game to play in it. <laughs> oh, since. <laughs> right, right, right. Since coming up <laughs> with that idea, I hadn't made an all-star game to play in it. And so uh, last year, the TBT tournament that comes on right during the summer, uh, the championship game was in Chicago. I'm a big fan. I had a team in the TBT. I was at the game and it was crazy. It was crazy. Ohio State won the championship. So after the game, I called Adam. Well, I think before the game, I called Adam and I was like, Adam, you should watch this game. Watch the TBT. I think we should try to introduce it into the All-Star game. Adam watched it. We talked about it, you know, for a while, for a while, for a while. And then, um, you know, when we unfortunately lost our brother Kobe or whatnot, me and Adam talked again about how to sort of switch it up a little bit to honor Kobe at the same time. And then what was even better was that I finally made the All-Star game, right? Right, the stars <laughs> Which aligned. I didn't know that was going to happen. And you know me, Maddie, I'm I'm crazy competitive, so. Yeah, time 10. Man, listen, and that that's, that's one of the biggest things I miss about Kobe and not getting that opportunity to play with him when the trade stuff happened is that I was there, Kobe, they blocked that shit. I couldn't uh, believe it. Remember, I was talking to you. You were talking to yes. me and Kobe. I'm like, bro, yes. boy, you go fucking love LA. There's nothing like being a Laker. Next day <laughs> I know they blocked David Stern blocks the trade. They said it's over for that. That was crazy. That was crazy. But the crazy part about the All-Star games is that me and Kobe used to always say we won't lose. Like right. he told I us that. that. Yeah. We used to he beat the hell that. out of people. And the thing was, you know, fans would be like, oh, the game wasn't good. And we'd be like, well, we just going to beat y'all ass. And we ain't got nothing right, to do with that. No, nah, Kobe told <laughs> us. He told you he said he would look over at you and be like, CP, let's go. Every time. Man, listen, All-Star Game 2009 in Phoenix. Y'all should look back and see what the score was. We beat them so bad. 
We beat, we won all star games so bad, and I never forget it because Phil Jackson was the coach, right? And I remember coming in the locker room for the all star game. Usually the all star game locker room is chill. Like Shaq was on the team, Shaq be wild in the locker room. Man, Phil Jackson come in there, and he was like, "Paul, what does Iverson like to do?" I was like, "Yeah, what's going, what's going on? This all star game." Phil Jackson, he coached that game. We went out there and we sort of play almost like a, it was man to man, but if somebody had the ball on the right wing, Crap. he was shit. Like Pau Gasol had to come over to the elbow. So it looked like a zone, right? Somebody researched, figure out what the score was. Cause Braun and D-Wade then was so mad during the game. They was, <laughs> they was like, y'all just gonna play a zone? <laughs> <laughs> we wore them out. That's what's up. Nah, man, shout out to Kobe. But no, nah, tell, but tell us, just tell us about the, the, how, how it finally came about, like I said, and just how you guys felt as players out there. Because, like I said, you got that fourth quarter was unbelievable. Tell me what that was like. So, um, first and foremost, Giannis, you know, he's, he got that mentality, too. And, you know, all-star games, this is what's tricky, too. In an all-star game, when somebody drives down the lane to dunk, everybody usually do what? Get out the way. Move out the way, Right. Because don't nobody want to get hurt. Don't nobody want to do nothing. So Giannis was smart. He just kept driving. Everybody move out the way. So I told us in the huddle, I said, oh, hell no. Nah. This, this, that ain't going to work. <laughs> that ain't going to work because he know he can just score every time if, if everybody going to move. And so, I mean, all game long, you know what I mean? Like J-Kid then was over there and all that because uh, then was our assistant coaches. And I was like, yeah, that – we, we got to go because the way it was set up too, if somebody gets a lead too big, then you in trouble in the fourth quarter, man. And, and the dopest part too, and I shout out to coach Vogel for letting me play is that usually to end the game, the starters usually in the game. Kept you in there. You had such a big effect I, uh, to me. You, you were in definitely in the all-star, uh, the, the MVP uh, conversation. You had a hell of a game. Man, but you know what I told Coach Vogel before the game? And he dunked. The motherfucker yeah. got a dunk. Easy. Yeah, come on. Keep that low, Stack. Keep that low. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, though. This is what I told Coach Vogel before the, before the game, but people probably don't even realize. I told him in the locker room. I said, listen, Coach, I ain't one of them dudes that be like, I don't want to play and save me for the second half of the season. I want to hoop. I told him that. I told him that. I said, don't be treating me like the old guy over here that just want to rest. I want to hoop. You old, even though you old as fuck, but go ahead. Hey, you only as old as the... <laughs> <laughs> That's mental. That's all mental. Hey, hey, listen. I told him that, and so appreciate him for respecting that because... That's dope. Not, not losing. That's out. Now, you guys brought it back, and we appreciate it. We were there. What's your most memorable moment of your second year? Most memorable moment has to be uh, All Star All Star Weekend, being uh, in the All Star game, starting. I saw it. I saw it on your face, bro. We was down. I saw it all on your face. Yeah, I was. I was excited. I had the <laughs> jitters, man. I ain't gonna lie. I don't. I don't get nervous. Like I always get anxious for games. Like I'm. I'm just ready to play. Like I'm just ready for it to go. But. uh I ain't gonna lie, All Star Night was the first night in a long time that I was like, "All right, man, like I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> nervous, man. Like this is this is I'm starting to like I think it's a difference in being just a just an All Star and a starter too. It's like a it's a different feeling. So for me, I was yeah. just ready to go out there and put on a show and have fun. And for me, be my second years. It's a it's a blessing the people that I've been around for sure. No, congrats, sure. man! Like you said, to to, to get voted in to be a starter is a whole nother level, especially in your second year with, however many you know. There's so many talented guards now. You mean yeah. there's so many talented guards? So for you to be on the scene as your second year, as a starter, man, that's definitely hats off to all the hard work you put in, man, and what you've been able to accomplish. Well, I appreciate that. If you can go back, maybe before you're born, maybe just before you got to the league, and sit courtside. To watch any two superstars go at it, what would that matchup be? To watch any two superstars. Um, Good question. I would watch that all-star game when Jordan and Kobe played against each other. Ooh, was that Kobe's first or second all-star game? That was his that was Kobe his first showed one. out. Yeah. That was his first one. They Ooh, went at it. That was his first. That would have been dope. Nice. 
This is All a Smoke, a production of the Black Effect and iHeartRadio in partnership with Showtime. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare at&t connects an ode to podcast connect the alarm change the podcast you stream connect the snooze 10 more minutes to dream Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. 